Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things to do, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Amen. We'll go for that. Romans 12, quickly. Just a quick di- um, digression from our, our main sermon. Romans 12, 3. Romans 12, 3 says, He has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. Again, He has dealt to each of us a measure of faith. So, every believer has faith. Ready? You have faith. Alright? Every believer has faith. The Bible says to him that has what will happen. Don't understand what will happen. So that means he has something. Do you understand? So he does not. He thinks he does not have, but he has something. So by thinking he does not have, what he has, he loses it. So you go about with, you know, in quotes. Instead of saying a cup half empty, you go a cup half full. Or if you're like me, full, full. Okay? Yeah. So you must, you know, um, live up to who you are. Don't talk yourself down. All right? Don't talk yourself down. Talk yourself up. Don't forget that faith works by speaking. All right? Speaking to yourself internally and your external words out of your mouth. Okay? So you control your life by the words of your mouth. Glory to God. If you feel you don't have, you will not dare. But if you feel you have, you will dare. Okay? And most times things happen when we dare. Glory to God. So another thing, just a digression before we go into the topic. So also, um, I, say, I say often that we should practice issuing, issuing one command for things to happen. But what if it does not happen with your one command? Will you now say, ah, it did not happen, no, let's, let's give up. What will you do when the one command does not work? Or does not work yet? What will you do? Are you going to give up? Will you give up? So you prayed for the sick, a person does not get it. Will you give up? Will you say, ah, sometimes it does not happen. What will you do? You keep going. Okay? There's a place of contending for something. There's a place of, you know, contending in prayer for a breakthrough. Especially when, you know, it's, it's a specific case. For example, someone has a sickness you've been praying for and it has not gone yet. What will you do? Will you just give up? You must maintain that pressure. You must put pressure on the issue. Do you understand? You must put pressure. Apply pressure on the issue. You keep going. I didn't say press the, press the person's pain point. Apply spiritual pressure. Don't start pressing him. Alright? Did you get that? Apply pressure on the issue. You keep going. You keep going. You never 
back down. And importantly also, you don't take breaks. If you're applying pressure, you don't take breaks. If you take a break, pressure is dissolved. This is where most of us actually fall short. That focus, dedication to a particular point, we have little attention span. So just quickly gone again that, you know, we'll come back again. Just, just get busy and you forget. No, no, no. The place of applying consistent pressure. For example, in Acts 12, when they took Peter, imagine they just prayed. After praying in the morning, they, you know, dispersed. Ah, all the best. Maybe Peter will still be there. What should you do? You, they call it praying until something happens. It sounds old school now, but it's, it's, it works. Push. You pray until something happens. So if you have to go back, you know, for example, you pray three hours today, you know, tomorrow again, another three hours, you keep going. Not that you pray today, and the next time to talk about the issue is next month, October 11th. All right. Glory to God. So we can go on. So we've been on this series for, this is our, our third service on this series, on purified. Purified. All right? Glory to God. So we said last week that all sinned in Adam and all sinned individually also. So you cannot say you did not sin, that being Adam sinned on you is unfair. No, you have also equally sinned. In fact, you've done more than Adam. All right? So all have sinned. And all in the wages of sin is death. When Adam died, you know, man, when Adam sinned, Man died. You know, Adam died. We died with Adam. You see that? What does it mean to die? Death is beyond death as physical death. It's just a consequence of spiritual death. The first thing is that man died spiritually. Spiritual death means a quality of life, you know, below God's glory, beneath God's glory. Okay, that, that is where the sin nature lives. That is where sickness lives and thrives. You know, that's where, you know, all the issues of man thrives. But we say the entire world is a fall out of man's fall. Okay? So the was corruption... The evil, the, the, the racism, the tribalism, the sexism, the everythingism, you know, is all a fruit of man's sinful nature. Do you understand? Okay? And that the only way for redemption, you know, is through Christ. Okay? So, that's where we are. Went a bit further on Wednesday, so um, get the sermon. So, say, all sinned. <laughs> All sin in Adam, right? All are justified by faith in Christ. So the way Adam sinned that we did not sin condemned us. It's so also, you know, the righteousness of Christ Jesus and his finished works, okay, frees us. It's the same technology, right? All, yeah, same tech. All died in Adam. All live in Christ. All they have to do is believe and receive what Christ has made available to them. Do you understand? Okay, so please help yourself. Help me to get the sermons. Hear them over and over. Faith comes by repeated hearing. All right? So you keep hearing. Glory to God. All right. So going further, when you grow up in a work-based environment, a work-based church culture, where everything is, don't do this, don't do that, um, don't wear makeup, um, cover your hair, don't wear trousers, um, sit separately, men here, women there, you know, don't all, even your wife says, when you get church with your wife, you also want to go like this. Wife, you go like this. All right? Now, when you grow up in this kind of cultures, right, um, and you now hear grace through faith, you can begin to feel suspicious that, hmm, you're not spiritual, you don't want to sin. 
They're all sinners. How can this one come to the altar with her hair open? Cover it. So people like that, they begin to assume that what will teach grace, we give license to sin. That grace means a license to, they think it's a license to sin. But if I ask us, Jenna, generally, since you're about grace, have you sinned more or sinned less? Sample in this church. No, raise a blessing. If I sinned less, up, hands up. Hands up. You see that? So when people actually know of righteousness by grace through faith, it works in them righteous behavior. You know why? You can't be righteous by works. It's not possible. If you, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot make it up. You cannot, you cannot achieve it. The more you try, the more you fail. Not because I like myself. When Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am, oh, wretched man. The more you try, the more wretched you feel. The more hopeless and hopeless you feel. Okay? So, um, of course, some people, some people now go in the extreme and give it, give it, teach it as a to sin, right? But that, that, that should not color our understanding of God's grace. Okay? There are always the extremes, okay? But don't let the extremes color your understanding of God's grace. So, we must see the gospel of grace clearly as should be seen, okay? As, what, as the good news that Jesus Christ came to provide for us. John 1. 17. John 1, 16 to 17. John 1, 16 to 17. Right, shoot. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace. Right, give, give me NKJV. I, I like the language of it. Glory to Jesus. For the law was given through Moses. Start from 16 again. So 16. No, just be patient. We are building up. All right? Enjoy it. Have fun. Take notes. And of his fullness we have all received. And grace for grace. Grace for grace. Look at that. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You see that? The law was given through Moses. Then he puts a bot to separate what was before from what is now. But grace and truth came through Jesus. This is to separate the law from grace. It puts there a demarcation, a boundary line. The law was given, please follow me, through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus. In saying that, he wants you to separate the law from grace. So that you will know that we want you to separate the law from grace. So that the law is not grace and grace is not the law. So that you don't mix up the two. People blow this a lot. They try to be in grace and be under the law. And it cannot work. You know that places where people, you know, um, when they are in their period, they don't come to church because they are unclean. Christian churches. Or they call themselves Christian churches. What are they doing? Mixing the law with grace. Glory to God. Yeah. Alright? John 3, 16 to 18. You all know John 3, 16 to 18, have you? John 3, 16 to 18. For God, right, let's go. 
Don't listen. Okay, let's put it on the, on the screen. For people that don't know it, they might not know it. You can't assume for everybody. For Whose Bible is burnt? They just, you know. <laughs> All right, let's do it together. For, for God, God so loved, loved the world, world that, that he gave his one and only son, son yeah. that, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have, have eternal life. Please pause. Whosoever what? Believes. Not whosoever works for it. Not whosoever ends it. Whosoever believes. So, the only way to have eternal life is by believing. You cannot work to end it. You get? Salvation is a gift. Once you work to earn it, it's no longer a gift. I cannot tell you now that your salary is a gift to you. That I'm being nice, so I pay you your salary. You get, you worked for it. But if I tell you now and tell you, take on break it without any work, what do you do? Thank you, sir. Why? It's a gift. So a gift is not a wage. There must be difference. So in the law, you walk to end righteousness. I never get it still. Right? But in grace, you are given righteousness. A chance to it. We are saved by grace through faith. Not of works. So nobody can post about it. It says it's a gift from God. So you are saved not because you are well behaved. Do you understand? You are saved by God's goodness to you. It's a free gift. So, this means that if I now make mistakes, I don't become unsaved because I was never good in the beginning. Did you understand? Clear? Yes, sir. So, I should not feel unrighteous because I made a mistake. I should not feel like a sinner because even when I, when, when I was given at first righteousness, I was totally condemned. I was a proper, proper sinner. Do you understand this? Let's go. Seventeen. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but that? whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So, who is saved? The one that believes. Who is condemned? So we are saved by believing. You get this? This will help you to stand as who you are in Christ. Not letting the devil cheat you with your mistakes. You know why? Just fall into guilt and condemnation. You only produce more sin. I've been there, I know. That I can't by feeling guilty get better. Does not work. You cannot by feeling guilty. Stop sinning. Some people now feel so guilty. They are there for months, I know. For months, some people, as in six months, one year, because they made a mistake. And in some way, it's pride. It's pride. You now feel so bad. Ayo me made this mistake. Ayo you. Who is Ayo you? Tiny Barre. Did you understand? And your enemy, the devil, is happy. Stay there, be crying. Huh, me, that mistake, I'm so... One year, the guy is rejoicing over your case. God forbid, not you. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. 
John 6, 29. John 6, 29. 28, 29. These things, eh, you would think, but I already know it. But we know how we they go. That we need to always be reminded of this over and over and over again. You must hear the gospel over and over and over and over again. Because we forget. Human beings like to end things. Makes us feel um, capable. Makes you feel like, you know, I'm big. Do you get? Now, for example, this, this is tricky, right? But do you, would you rather have money by yourself to pay your bills while someone giving you the things you need? Would you rather by yourself be fully sufficient than have somebody you are depending on to meet your needs? Don't give me okay, the person. Would you rather be self-sufficient having everything you need? Not feeling small. Want. Ah, sorry, I need someone, someone, someone. So now I have to make a call. You, you fed? No, that's not true. Self-sufficient, not needing anybody. No, now, now, now. You know, you know, you know. Right now, you are thinking of, you are thinking of the work to be self-sufficient, right? Now, take out the work. Just imagine self-sufficiency that you have it already. The natural man likes to be self-sufficient. And it's why the devil told Eve that when you eat this thing, you will be like God. You'll be able to know good and evil by yourself. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be self-sufficient. You will not need God. That's the point. You'll be able to by yourself, you know, be God. You understand? All right. Are we there? So you must keep hearing the gospel so you don't, you don't fall back into works. People in scripture, you know, the Galatian church and all that, they fell back into works. People that Paul taught, Paul taught them, they fell back into works. So don't think you are immune from it. That's why you must keep hearing and hearing the gospel over and over and over again. See, if you're dealing with sin, what you need to hear is the gospel. When you know the gospel, sin dies in you, as in, it dies in your head when you get born again. But that love for sin just keeps going down and down and down and down. That's my story. Alright? So the gospel is God's power to save from sin. Let's go. Then they asked him, what must we do to the, what must we do to do the works God requires? Yeah. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Do you see that? Now, normal, so enough, just enjoy, forget about the noise, alright? Leave it. Normal Jews, they grew up with the law. So all their life is, what must we do? All they, all they want to do, what must we do? And Christ said, this is the work of God, belief. So, 
As Romans said in Romans, I think Romans 4, the one Hebrews 4, the one that believes has entered into his rest and ceased from all his labor. So when you, when, when you believe, you cease from the labor to be righteous. You cease from working hard to be pleasing to God. So, you know, the, the, little, the little sinful man struggling to please God. Do you understand? So, it is now, from Romans 1 4, it is now obedience that comes from faith, not obedience to our faith. It is now obeying that comes from being righteous. Not obeyed to be righteous. So it becomes a fruit of your salvation. It becomes, I have, so I do. You get it? Glory to God. Mark 16, 15 to 16. Mark 16, 15 to 16. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Look at that. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Again, back to what is about believing. Believing. We are saved by believing. You know I'm saying this. You know I'm going back to John and Mark. You know why? People say only Paul said grace. So I'm giving you non-polite quotes. You get It's why I quoted John and quoted Jesus. So you don't say, people say Paul brought a new gospel. Paul is a favorite enemy. You know? But I'm showing you that it's not a Paul thinking. Glory to God. Amen. Just do small reading. Just read small scripture. Read from Matthew to the end. You will see all over. Salvation is by grace through faith. Peter said it. John said it. Everybody said the same thing. All right? Glory to God. So, we are saved by believing the gospel. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. The law is not grace, and grace is not the law. All right? In the law, you get what you earn. In grace, you get what Christ earned for you, and put in your account. Alright? Romans 3. Romans 1, 31. Romans 3, 1, Are we learning? Is it good? Are we taking notes? Yes. Are we taking notes? Yes, sir. Mental notes. <laughs> Are we taking notes? You know... When I watch, when I watch, I, 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 I saw a video, and I saw in that conference, um, Bishop, Adebwe, I think there were like four of them there, top shots, and they're all taking notes. They're taking notes. I don't know what preaching they're taking notes from. I don't know who the person was. But they're taking notes. I'm like, uh-uh. Kilotunko. But it shows their art. They want to learn. All right? So how much more we that are just learning this work? Take notes. No, not, not better notes. Bishop has solid memory, but he takes notes. 
I'm not subbing you. <laughs> All right, Romans 21. All right. But now, apart from the law, you see that the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. Please pause. He's saying, apart from the law, separate from the law, okay? Righteousness of Christ has been revealed. It says, to which the law, righteousness of God has been known, to which the law and the prophets testify. So even the law, the Old Testament, testifies to our dispensation. It points to what we have now. So the law was not to be an end to itself. The law was to lead to grace. Do you understand? So all about the law and the prophets, there was always a, a, a prophecy of a coming Messiah. So the law and the prophets was to show you a Messiah is coming. So the law is not an end in itself. So if you now stay in the law, when Messiah has come, there's a problem. People stay where God has left. All right, go on. Don't worry, just keep going. Yeah, 22. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Everybody follow? Read along, okay? For all right, have yeah. sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Please Christ pause. Jesus. All have sinned and fallen short. Right? Now, all are now in Christ by faith, justified. So all sinned before became sinners. All in Christ become righteous. By faith. Now, and I, some people make another mistake here. They say, all the world is now saved. No. We are saved by believing. You have to hear the gospel and accept the gospel. Alright? But, one that is saved can no longer call himself a sinner. That was your past description. So you can no longer say, I am a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You are now the one saved by grace. You are now God's righteousness. See, imagine Christ saying, I'm a sinner. Imagine it. Imagine it. And he says, as he is, so are we in this world. So, you cannot call yourself, what does he call himself? Do you understand? You are in Christ. You are inside Christ. So, you bear his description. You bear his name. Let me show you. Christ is the son of God. What are you? You are the son of God. So, we bear his name. We draw our life, our life and description from him. So you don't call yourself what does he call himself? Good. We draw our source, our, 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 our description, our realities from source. So you call yourself only what the source calls himself. Glory to God. But right, let's go on. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No. 
because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the, gods of, the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Now, let me explain something. So he says, justify the right is circumcised by faith and the what? Circumcised by faith also. So the question is now, why, why, why do people get circumcised? What's it for? Why? Health. It's not about, about salvation of Jesus. It's health. Amen. 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 Good. Next it says, do we then nullify the law? People, people blow it here. It says, no. Rather, we uphold the law. Now, the uphold there means many things. One of which means, we put the law in its place. We put the law in its place. So this question, what is the place of the law? Number one, the law beside Christ. The law leads to Christ. The law came to show us sin. You know, to make us know, know what sin is even more clearly. Are you following me? Yes. So we didn't just, we didn't just cancel the law. Christ fulfilled the law. Then closed it. We didn't just throw it away. You understand? Christ fulfilled the law. Okay? By paying the ultimate price for the law, which means the soul that sin shall die. By dying, you know, by, by, his, by his sinless, you know, payment for sin. He paid the eternal price for sin and then closed the law. Number one, again. The law prophesied Christ. The Lord told us a time is coming, Isaiah 53, the prophet, where one man will bear our sin. Same as Isaiah said, unto, you know, unto us a son is born. Isaiah also said, if a child will conceive. So that dispensation was telling us that there's something more coming that will fulfill this. Do you understand? So, although the law is not saying we cancelled it. It is the law was fulfilled, then closed. It's not just cancel the law. That would be unjust. Right? It had to be fulfilled. Why Christ says not one just in this in his law will go unfulfilled. So if fulfilled and I said it is finished. You get fulfilled everything, even up to the, the, the vinegar thingy. Even up to the last minute. Do you understand this? So don't talk about saying we uphold the law, we follow the law, clinical, clinical, clinical. That's not what it means. Alright? So by works of the law, will no one be justified. Glory to God. Okay. You know how the law works? Where the law works, right? If you break one command in the law, you have broken everything. So if you say in, in, in the law that I will not fornicate, I will not commit adultery, I won't do those big, I won't do those big things, right? But you lie to your neighbor. Or you, you're in traffic and you cost your... We have, we have failed in everything. Now to even make it worse, Christ even said that if you as much as do it in your thoughts, 
So, by the time you're taught alone, you have done everything. So it's why nobody will stand for God and say, I've fulfilled, you know, I've, I've obeyed every law. Now, that, when that guy came to Christ and said, I don't, I did not steal, I did not give money, what did Christ tell him? Okay, but you took money from the poor. Why turn it back? Like, ah, that one is hard, though. You went to be sad. Because you cannot come before, it will point out the sin for you. It will show you things they are doing. So it's why nobody will stand for God and justify it based on his own merit. Do you understand? Alright. So, in a bid to end righteousness by works, people fall short of grace. People can go to hell by trying to be right with God. Romans 10. Romans 10, 1 to 13. Romans 10. Romans 10, 1 to 13. Are we learning? All right. Romans 10, 1 to 13. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. You see that? Zeal without knowledge. Zeal for God, they call it, right? Without knowledge. So they can go to hell with the zeal. People can be zealous on the wrong stuff. Please go on. Three. Yes. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who See believes. Christ, culmination of the Christ is the end of the law. The fulfilling of the law. So that what? Righteousness for everyone that believes. Glory to God. Right, go on. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Look at that. See that. So he says, the one who does these things will live by them will only live by continuously doing them. You see that? The law. person only lives by fulfilling everything, never erring at all. And God that gave the law knew that man could not meet the law. He only gave the law to make them be clear what sin is. So you don't say, I was not told. So even though every man has the law of moral conscience, right? That even by nature, you know some things that are good. Something. Like, for example, Cain and Abel. Cain knew what he did was bad in killing Abel. He knew. All right? Even though there was no law that says, that shall not kill. But there was a law in, every, there's a law in, everybody, in everybody's mind as a human being. Such a psychopath. All right? There's a law, a moral law, that tells you some good and some bad. But to make sin even clearer, God wrote it down for them. 
wrote it down. All right? So the law was to make people know sin. The law was to give a base moral standard. Do you understand? Okay? So, but righteousness of faith is believing in your heart. Press with your mouth. It's just believing that Christ died for you. And saying to your mother, it's not over your life, and you are saved. It's different. One is works, one is belief. Glory to God. Galatians 3. So, go to James 2, 8 to 11. James 2, 8 to 11. Let, let me show you. James 2, 8 to 11. Yeah. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. So, if you stumble at just one point, you have committed everything. Is that good news? Is that good news? All right. Galatians 3, 1 to 14. Galatians 3, 1 to 14. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You see that? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Somebody said, ah, ah, this Paul, ah. Ah, ah! Sometimes people need to hear this in hard. Surely, a pesha. Do you get? Look at. So he's saying, did you see the Holy Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? He says, are you why, why are you foolishly going back to the law? Please go on. Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So for example, imagine we're in church right now, and we said, if you want, if you are, if you want the Holy Spirit, come out. If you are sick, come on. I'm not asking you, have you sinned? No, go back. You don't deserve it. So he says, it's by believing what you heard. We now say, did you see in your thoughts? Now, that thought you had last week, I said, I'm sorry about it. Can you check all your thoughts and scan it out? They won't pray for you. So he says, it's by believing what you heard. Please go on. So also, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Please look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. (laughs) Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. See that? If you don't continue to do everything... You start and stop. You don't continue to do everything. You start and stop. Cause 
people want to die on the law. I'm like, what is good about the law? What is good about being under the law? Please go on. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Yeah. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. You see that? So the curse should come on you for your mistakes as they put on Christ. So there's no longer a curse because you fell short. Some, some people, when they, when, when they have bad time, they think, because I sinned against God, God is angry with me. No, no, no. Those as been put upon Christ. So you can walk free. You walk free. Now, for example, when your child offends you, do you curse your child? Now, if, you, if you're a bad parent, maybe. If you're actually a mad, very mad parent, maybe. <laughs> so someone's looking at you like, sir, you don't know what's up. I... <laughs> but if you're a reasonable parent with any iota of sense and common and decency, you don't curse your child for his mistakes. Or, for example, you have a child, a toddler, trying to walk. He walks and falls like, you're not my son again. How can you? So he's pumbling while trying to walk. How dare you poo-poo in your diaper? How dare you? Who will change his diaper now? Who will clean it? You see? So, by faith, we have become children of God. So, he chooses us as his children. As his children. So he's not out with a cane to flog you when you fall short. God is not your headmaster. He's not carrying a cane to wipe you when you make mistakes. He's not your math teacher. Or your intro tech teacher. Your intro tech teacher. Is it the course content? <laughs> Glory to God. So, he took upon himself the cost so that you can live in the blessing. So, you live in the blessing not because you are good but because Christ earned it for you. So, don't let the devil cheat you of inheritance. You get my point here? Good son. Glory to God. Do you see that? You are meant to live in the blessing. Glory to God. Romans 11, 1 to 6. Before then, sorry. Colossians 1, 8 to 14. Colossians 1, 8 to 14. Are we learning? Is it good? Are you feeling free this morning? Yeah. Ah, that yes is not good though. Yeah. That's more like it. All right, let's go. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. You see that? 
in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, he didn't forgive you and he's keeping something to remind you tomorrow. Now people behave. When you find your, your babe, and I'm sorry, I've heard though, but let's, let's do it. When you, let, but you did so and so two weeks ago. And you said you are sorry. Oh, that is laughing. <laughs> Deja were in. All right. Okay. You said you are sorry two weeks ago. You've done it again. Eh? Now, the way God forgives is a total blotting out. He puts your sin in the sea of forgetfulness. That's Micah. In the sin, in the sea of forgetfulness. Yoruba will say, Oh, Kuei Bagbe. Right. Benjamin, what is it? Glory to God. So it's not, as in, it's a total clean slate. It's not holding your sins against you or keeping them from memory. Please go on. Let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. In who, the sun is the image no, no, of... Is that 14? You've jumped to 15. No, 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 14. That was, you didn't go to 14. You didn't do 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, check, okay, okay, something is missing. That's the 13. AKJV. That is still 13. I have it here. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Right. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Please go on. He is the image of the invisible God, <laughs> the firstborn please, please. over all creation. Kneeling to the cross. Where is it? What version is that? This is interesting. Is NIV NIV version? No, NIV has there's one very old copy and there's a newer, a newer, a newer version. This is what it says. It says he has cancelled our legal debtedness. He has cancelled our legal our legal debts. He has cancelled our legal debts. So you know there's, there's a legal debt against us. He cancelled them and nailed it to the cross. Okay? So he took away the charge that condemned you. So he read all your charges. Okay? All your charges. You know when, when, you, when you put on before a court, before a judge, and read all your charges out. Okay, not you, but you know. But <laughs> so he says he put all your charges and put them upon Christ, nailing it to the cross. So that you walk free. So he has taken away your legal charge. Taking away your guilt, your sin, your shame, he has declared you not guilty. Glory to God. Romans 11, 1 to 6. I ask then, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he appealed to God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I'm the only one left and they are trying to kill me. And what was, God, and what was God's answer to him? 
I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to bow. So he's telling the guy, don't feel too good. It's not only you. How people feel? I'm the only good person. I'm the only good person. I'm the only virgin at 25. It's only me. It's God. It's only me. God is saying, dearie, it's not only you. I have 7,000 in your area. <laughs> Devil does this to us. Make you feel you are the only good person. And God tells you, guy, I have many children. It's not only you. All right. Please go on. So to at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. You see that? So if it is works, it is not grace. If it is grace, it's not works. So you must separate grace from works. Glory to God. Grace is a free gift. Amen. Amen. All right. So, First Timothy 1, 3-11. This is interesting. First Timothy 1, 3-11. What about the law? Yeah. As I urge you when I went into Macedonia, stay, here, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or See what that? they so confidently affirm. Please pause. They want, to talk, they, want, they want people to do law. They carry law on their head. But Paul is saying, this law, good son, this law, they don't know the half of it. They don't know about it. Please go on. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. Watch this. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers and, murder, and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. So the law was given to sinful man. Those who by nature are prone to sin. The law is not for the new birth. The law is not for you. Amen. Amen. The law is not for you. Glory to God. Hebrews 8. I like reading scriptures. Okay? It's not me. It's scriptures talking, okay? Read scripture, explain. It's pretty easy, right? <laughs> Hebrews 8, 7 to 13. Hebrews 8, 7 to 13. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, or, The days are or God coming. God found fault, I said to the people. With the people and said, yeah. 
The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and the people and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, for the least of, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Glory. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. So look at this. So he found fault with the first law, with the law given to Moses, and told the people that he will make for them a new covenant. So, the moment you make one, when you put, what are we doing it? All right. When you give a timeline to the current law, saying a new law, that the current law is fading away, is time bound. Is obsolete and fading away. When did it fade? When Christ came and paid the price for sin. So the old law has faded away. Blood of Christ. Glory to God. Yeah. Only saying, Pastor, why so much shall I ye? This is what Paul taught and far as the people fell down and died, woke them up back again. <laughs> so we must do the syllabus, okay? We must complete the syllabus. All right. So have we then become lawless? Since the law has been ended, have we then become lawless? Can we now do as we please? Can I now have five wives? You know, not even wives. Can I just, you know, just enjoy everywhere? No commitment. Can I just steal? Like can I just fornicate, you know? Just for just sprinkle of fornication. Just a little. Just a little. Not too much. Glory to God. John 13. John 13, John 35. Are we now lawless? Nope. Yeah. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will, make, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. All right, so it says... I give you a new command. You are not lawless. I give you the love command. You're not free to live anyhow. No. You are free to live for me. That's what he's saying. You are free to live for righteousness. You know, it says in is it Romans 5 that says that we were slaves to righteousness, but now we are now slaves to righteousness. Slaves to righteousness. So now we are bound to him, to serve him. 
any under the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for whoever for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Look at that. So he's saying the law of love sums up every other law. This is the point. So you don't go about saying, you know, so as, a, as in the house, Ten Commandments, you shall not, you shall not, shall not. Well, it's not bad, right? But he has, number one, put the law, Hebrews 8, 7, 13. He has put the law in our hearts, number one. Then he gave us explicitly telling us, the law of love, okay? Love, love, love people. Love God, love people. All right. Now, someone will now say, but there are things that, that, are, that I do. For example, someone, when I was in school, someone said something to me like, you know, teaching my friend an example is me showing him love. Someone will say, I love my girlfriend, so I sleep with ah. Glory to God. Oh, love is love. Male to male, male to female, love is love. That is how the devil perverts truth. The love talk about here is not filial. You know, the woman, emotional, um, all this love, you know, friendship love. The love is agape. The love that flows from God, that is God's character. So, that love cannot be contrary to God's, God's nature. You can't do things, like, do things contrary to God's nature and say it is love. This love is a quality of life that flows from God to the believer. So only the believer can love this love. When he says God is love, he's telling that this love is God's nature. So only those that, are, that have God's nature can live this love. Romans, Romans says, is it Romans um, 5? Is it Romans 5, 5 or so? It says, love of God shed abroad in our hearts. So this love is something that flows from God by the Spirit to us. Do you understand? So it's us naturally just living out the nature of God on our inside out. Good. 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 All right. Glory to God. Some people say, love is my religion. <sighs> the devil is a fraud. So, don't, don't, don't want to take out God and Christ and exhort love. Now, that love, that love is, is what they call love. See, I wish we had time. Maybe I'll do this for Wednesday. The love that Christ talked about in First John 2. So, he says, in that love, you cannot deny Christ and belong to the Father. Now, you say God is love, so you're in love. No, you have to accept Christ. That is when you are in that love. Without Christ, you are not in the love. So if, if you get Christ, you get the Father. You can't say, I don't want Christ, I don't want Christ but, I, but, but I'm in God. No. There's only one way to God. is the way. 
the truth, the life. There's only one way to God. So that love, that love is a religion. That love includes religion. If that love is God, the only way to him is Christ. Otherwise, they're worshiping your own, your own God. What you call love. People want to feel better than God. So they say, love is my religion. We say, what can do? No, we said in Romans 10, that people reject righteousness of God and try to do their own. What they do? They fall away from grace. When you try to establish your own righteousness, your own good, your own good works, outside of Christ, what do you do? You are rejecting Christ, hellfire, tada. Glory to God. Yeah. Let me wrap this up. Five minutes. Amen. Yeah. So, knowing all this, that we, are, we live in grace, we are forgiven. This is not the question. No, perhaps in Romans 5, towards the end, it says, where sin abounds. What happens? Grace much more abounds. Now said next. Those people are funny. Next thing, since grace much more abounds, maybe grace is abounding. Can we then continue sinning so that grace, grace can just keep abounding? Grace can come out pop, you know. <laughs> Look at that. Paul said, God forbid. Come on, ready? So he says, how can those who are dead to sin still live in sin? See, grace don't just give you, give you freedom from, permission from, um, give you, give you forgiveness of sins. Grace gave you death to sin. When you, when you came to Christ, the sin nature died in you. Okudani. Do you understand? So it is not possible for the one that is in grace to be in sin. Romans 8, Romans 6, 14. It says, for sin shall not have to be known by you. Why? Because you are not under the law, you are under grace. So, if you are under grace, sin has no power over you. If you are living in sin and sin is grace, you are not under grace. If it is real grace, sin is beneath you. If you are wallowing in sin, it is not grace anymore. So, Paul is making it clear to you that you can never excuse sinful living with grace. That if you are living in sin, you are not under grace because grace frees you from sin. If you are in grace but sin, be- sin beats you every time, check If every time, any small sin you fall in Yakata, check! Because grace frees from sin. What should what Paul say next thing? He says, therefore, don't offer your members for sin. So he's saying that it's not because sin is powerful, it's because you, you, you do it. Don't say, I could not stop. Oh, God, you could stop. Mm-hmm. You could stop. You knew what would happen. When, 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 when you went to our house, you knew what would happen. You knew. You knew. You deliberately went there. Nobody pushed you. Rain was falling. <laughs> do you get this? So he says, do not offer your members as, as slaves for righteousness, but rather offer your, offer your members to God. So he's saying this, sin has no power over you. It is now in your control. Higher. Do you get this? So he's saying right now, if you sin or not, it's up to you. You can't say, 
Ah, I was so tempted. Oh, God, you've got the power to stop. You've got the power to stop. Romans 8. I want to wrap this up today so that, you know, I want to have one more teaching on this topic. Then I go to another series. So today, then Wednesday, then my next Sunday, a new, a new series. So we're almost done. Come with me. Glory to God. Woo. So the immature believer can struggle with sin. The immature believer. The immature believer. But it is not who you are. Grow out of it. Amen. Amen. You know how babies are destined to walk and talk? Is their destiny, right? Walking and talking is in them. Right? But when they need to walk, they will fall down. For a while, talk all sorts of language that we don't know what they're talking about. But right in that child is language, good speech. So also, when you got saved, there's in you righteousness. So people, you might, you know, as you're growing, make mistakes, right? But you cannot live in your mistakes and normalize it and say, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm just a human being. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 3, you are no mere man. You are no, so this life of falling and rising is as dope. You're not mere man. That's not you. You are new in Christ. You are God's own design. This, Corinthians 5, 7, 7, 21. This, all these things are from God. So the new you is God made. You are his workmanship. You are his design. Hiya. So, sin has no power over you. So, therefore, don't now by yourself give sin the power. Some people do. People empower sin. Empower sin with, its, with, the, with the bad choices they make. You. You know this movie at some point, they'll show you don't like. Well, no, you like it, but you should not like it. You know this is not healthy for you. You know, you're not saying, oh, it's so romantic. As I said always, I'm a married man. I have wife. But I still avoid nudity. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. So how much more you like? You don't have wife. You don't have husband. How do you cope? Yeah, James Bond. Not powerful, right? It comes to it does not affect me. <laughs> mm-hmm. In my experience, yeah. You know, people say I can drive any hour. I'm a, I'm a ba- master driver. I can drive any hour. See, they have, they, me, I can't have an accident. That's what they say. They form that they drive rough until one day. Glory to God. Now, back to the first John 3, verse 10. No one born of 1 to 10, no one born of God makes an habit of sinning. Why? Because the seed of the Father is in him. Your nature is anti-sin. It's like, trying to make, a, make two parallel lines meet together. But women are bridging the gap somehow. It should not be. Sin has lost its hold on you. There's no sin you cannot stop. Oh. See, people try to, and, and therapy, is good, I, I don't, therapy is good, right? Therapy is good. It's good actually. But the word is better. The word says you are free. Tell yourself, I am free. So I live free. Do you, do you get? There's no sin too big for you to stop. Uh, I've been here for six years. Who cares, man? The word is true. You get? Take up your bed. Whoa! 
Where are we? Romans 8. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 9. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. You see this. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. Please pause. Pause. You are not in the realm of the flesh. That flesh is sinful nature. You are not in the realm of the sinful nature. You are not in a realm where sin thrives. That is not your realm. Light today, light tomorrow. That is not your realm. You see that? Please go on. Look at this. But you are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. See what he's saying? That even though the physical body, you know, wants to sin, right? So, you know, the body acts as though it's as though it is dead, you know, wants to sin. See, the spirit in you gives you life. So you can, by the spirit, wear upon your body righteousness. Spirit-controlled living. Are you get my point here? The Holy Ghost lives in you. So you can burn out, you can burn off that sin. You can burn it off. And wear for yourself righteousness. Says the Spirit gives life. Please go on. Woo. Go on, go on, go on. But if Christ is in ah, you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put, death, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now, that led is better as controlled. Those who are controlled by the Spirit are the, word, the sons of God. Or let's put it this way. The sons of God are controlled by the Spirit of God. Yeah. What should you do? Let him control you. Let him drive your life. Let him be your driving force. Set your mind on things above. What on things beneath? Set your mind on things above. Where Christ died, I go right now for your sake. Set your mind on things above, not on things beneath. You know, your mind, put it where Christ is. Think about what the things Christ has done for you. Let your focus be there. Not on the, on the sinful desires. Not on, ah, I want to kiss you. You know, set your mind on things above. Let your focus 
be on what Christ has done for you. Spirit-controlled living. So when those thoughts come, what should you do? Wear the spirits in your body, on the thoughts. And more than sin. Sin has no power over me. Tell that thought to shut up. I practice killing thoughts. When you hear me, I just go, shut, shut up now. I'm like, who is talking to? I'm talking to that thought. Shut up. It's not, I, I, it's not, it's not just I shout, shut up. Shut up. Right? So we kill those thoughts. And we wear our, wear our new nature. Spirit-controlled living. So it's why you must, you must live spirit-filled. Live spirit-controlled. Talk in tongues a lot. Higher, Romans 8, 16. 16, 16. Thank you. Thank you, Legos. 16. 16, let me show you. The Spirit himself 26, testifies... 26, sorry, 26. My bad, 26. 26. Yep. In the same way, yep. the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Spirit himself helps our weakness. Now, it helps them. It means it supplies help that corresponds to the need. Glory to God. So he says, yes, there's a weakness, right, in the body. And stuff like that. But the spirit supplies help that matches up to the weakness. Supplies help that corresponds with the need. What should you do? Turn on the help. Two wordless roles. And more than this. For the son has set free. He's free indeed. I am that free one. Hiya. And come just rise. Woo! Glory! Woo! Can you talk in tongues right now? Man, I like that guess. Reko Tuza Pragadish de Gediosa da Gadashte. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone in the room this morning? That wants to receive Christ right now. Anyone in the room or watching online, or listening listen online, watching online, that wants right now to be free from sin. Want to be free from sin? You want to receive Jesus and walk free from sin? If you're in the house, put up your hand. If you're in the house, put up your hand. If you're online, put up your hand also, so we can, you know. So between you and God, you're making a decision. So say after me. Lord Jesus, so this morning, I acknowledge that, you know, I have sinned, and I'm a sinner. But right now, Lord, I believe that you died and paid for my sins. You were buried, but you rose up and gave me a brand new life, a life of freedom of our sin. Right now, I breathe my heart, and I confess right now that you are Lord over my life. I am born again. You said the prayer after me. You are born again. So help us to, to help you walk this journey. If you are here in the room, before you go, meet myself, Pastor Yina, Pastor Daniel, or Pastor Tudulayo. Let's have a word with you. If you are online, send us a mail to info at thisgreenchurch.org. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Father, we thank you for salvations. 
for the revelation of who we are in Christ and our freedom from sin. This morning, I join my feet with everyone in the house that has not struggled with sin. This morning, we, we agree in faith and decree your release in the name of Jesus. That addiction is dead in your life. That sin has really beset you. Today, we draw the line. Say, today, no more. In the name of Jesus. We pray for everyone in the house that is believing for, for healing of any kind. For healing of any kind. This morning, we release your healing in the name of Jesus. Every wrong growth, every healing in your tissue or organ, might be for you, a, a friend, a parent, a loved one. This morning, we agree in faith. And we decree healing in the name of Jesus. We decree that new, new organs have been created. New, new organs have been created right now in the name of Jesus. New organs replacing failing ones in the name of Jesus. We decree new kidneys for those in need in the name of Jesus. We decree, you know, a, a, I don't know how to put it, right? But a new blood, I don't care how it is, for anyone believing for, for change of, of genotype, this one we decree in faith, you are healed in the name of Jesus. This one we decree that, that, that we receive a testimony in the name of Jesus. You will share of God's goodness in the name of Jesus. For everyone, you know, struggling with lack, a urgent need. I pray for you. Favor. Favor. Wisdom. To know what to do for the next level. Ideas. For that person about to give up. This morning I pray for you. You are strengthened with might by your spirit. You are the man. For that person asking Lord, what's the next thing? I pray for you direction. Clarity. You will hear his voice saying, this is the way. Walk ye therein. In the name of Jesus. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.